This is the Celtics Over Easy Podcast, the show by green teamers for green teamers. Here are your hosts, Paul Dion and Matt Kowalski. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Celtics Over Easy Podcast. My name is Paul Dion, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Matt Kowalski. What's going on? How you doing, Matt? We're up 1-0 in the second round. I'm doing great. Yeah, I mean, we missed a lot in uh, in a week span. Obviously, Game 7 against the Bucks on Saturday. Yeah. And then, we have to say, surprising win against the Sixers last Shocking night. Shocking win? Shocking. Stunning. Well, it's funny because I agree. I, I definitely think... The Celtics pulling out the the win um, in the manner with which they did, um, really in control for that for that whole game, um, without Jalen Brown. <laughs> by yeah, the way, yeah, I mean they they cruised the whole game. So I think, I guess I guess the the win is surprising, right? Like Philly's favored by five in that game. No one really expects. I mean, we had home court, but right, you don't really expect to win without your top three scores. <laughs> no. Um, but so I think, I think the win is surprising, but the manner, which, like we said, the manner which in which we won is like shocking. <laughs> right. And I agree with you. I agree with both those, both those sentences right there. But do we have to reach the point here, Matt, where we can't be shocked or surprised by these types of wins? I mean, this is what the Celtics team has been all season, really. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, as I was watching the game, I was definitely definitely surprised, um, but not as, but not as, um, I don't know. I don't think it was as stunning and just unbelievable as, um, you know, maybe it would be um, last season or something like that. But y- y- Yes and no. I mean, the... F- I think, Am I downplaying this victory? Well, I don't. Okay, so the, uh, well, I think that that question's more complicated because I don't think this this victory says as much as you know. Well, we'll get to that second question in a second, but I think this like the part that's so surpri- like shocking here is not. You're right. You know. You know. Like the Celtics have pulled these wins out all year long, no matter who's on the court. <laughs> you know, the injury list has been really long at times. Uh, and they still find a way to win. So like that part, yeah, is true. But to put up one seventeen is something that you know that's not in that's not that's not what we've seen this year. You know when they when they win these games that are like surprising because everyone's hurt and you don't expect much out of them, it's a grind. You know it's not right. it's not an offensive like show, which <laughs> we saw in that you know, Bucks series a couple games. Yeah, this is this is like I mean they're just raining. You don't have, we had three 20 plus over 25 point scores yeah without Jalen Brown that's not like in the recipe book for the Celtics what's the stat it's Horford Rogier and Tatum combined for 83 points something yeah, like that Rogier had 29 Tatum had 28 and Horford had 26 and it's not even just the the point totals for those three guys it's the it's a little uh, bit that <laughs> well <laughs> no, no 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 it, it, it's yeah it's not in addition to that it's it's the efficiency of which oh, yeah. they scored 47 percent from three are you kidding me right that's what, like warriors rockets numbers al horford missed two shots yeah 
Terry was seven from nine. Seven for nine from from three. Not on the front field. From three. <laughs> right. Which um, which which is something I want to get to um as well later because obviously that's not sustainable for the rest of the series. But you know, it seems like things just clicked, clicked everything clicked for the Celtics um, in this game. I mean, we talked at the beginning of the Bucks series um, that you know, game to game, it's going to have to be one guy, right? One guy's have to is going to have to step up, yeah, with the scoring. And we did look to these three guys. I mean, maybe even we didn't expect this from Al, but we looked at Rogier, Tatum, Jalen. I was looking for Al. You were looking for, for Al, sure. and hey, he's delivered, man. Yeah, he has had a great playoffs. But in this game, we're getting all three of these guys. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, we rarely see multiple of these guys click on the same page in a game. You know, we saw um, the game that we had that big comeback against the Bucks, but ended up losing. What was that game four? Right. You know, Tatum and Jalen both went off, and you could see like the kind of offense that they're capable of. Right. But I, I can't think of a game recently where we've had three guys just all be in the zone like this. Now, do you think it was more the Celtics were just clicking on all cylinders or the Sixers just weren't weren't ready for this game? I, um, I think They weren't both, prepared. You know, I think the reason that this Six-day layoff for them. Yeah, I think the reason, you know, the reason this was as... Um, easy of a victory as it was, I think it's a combination of both. I think the Celtics were locked in. Like you can see that in the efficiency, right? You know, everything was falling. Right. Um, you know they they almost shot the exact same from three as they did from the field. Uh, but then on the, yeah, on the other side, Philly was horrible. You know, they shot nineteen percent from three, and the three is a big part of their game. Um, so I think you know it's a little of both, and that's why it was so pronounced, right? If the Celtics played well and Philly played well then you know it'd be a I think it would still be a good game it's not like we're gonna blow them out if we're both playing well and it right and if you know if Philly showed up and the Celtics played okay you know again it's like it's not it's because they were both so distant Philly didn't show up Celtics played great right um what'd you see from a defensive standpoint because going into the series Matt I think you know, a lot of people might have underestimated the Celtics' ability to defend and match up with the Sixers, similar to how they matched up with the Bucks. I mean, the Celtics. Let's just go back to that Bucks series a little bit. The Celtics had guys that they could throw at Giannis, um, Al Horford, Shimmy Ojale, yeah, Morris, Jalen Brown, um, even. You know, these guys. Maybe Jalen Brown's not going to. Wouldn't cover him every play, but we can switch. That's that's a switch I think we're comfortable with. Um, and I think the same principles apply when when the Celtics are guarding Ben Simmons. Yeah, I I think the, the matchups are are definitely similar to Milwaukee. This team is again long. You know, obviously Embiid is a monster, right? Um, and like you said, Simmons is, an, is a b- really big guard. Um, but I. I kind of think so. I think it's similar, but I think there's more of an advantage towards Boston in this series, um, because I think Milwaukee's long and athletic, almost a to like a to z, whereas there's still a lot of length on Sixers. But 
I feel like there's less less athleticism. Um, Ta- we, you know, Tatum blew by JJ Redick a few times, and I think that's something that we can take advantage of all series long. Right, if that's the matchup they go with. Yeah, or or I mean, if it, if Jalen's back or whoever's on JJ, I think you know we can you can get by him. He's not gonna like the Celtics have a you know we're so young. Everyone is pretty athletic. Um, I think this matchup's a little bit better. Surprisingly, though, I don't know about. I think Embiid is probably the caveat to that. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, I mean, we have Baines, who I think is willing to, um, you know, to bang with Embiid down low, but I don't think. We don't typically we're not going to play Baines forty minutes, right? A game. And I mean, so, who's who matches up well with Embiid? No one. That's why he's a monster, right? Like, you know, no one is a good matchup with Embiid, right? And Embiid's the only sixer that really went off in this game. Yeah, I mean, ended up thirty-one points, I think thirteen rebounds, something like that. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's another promising sign for the series here is Embiid got his in this game and it still wasn't close, right? And so they're going to be have to be the other guys who do stuff. And I think a big difference between the Bucks and the Sixers is that the Sixers don't really have that Chris Middleton type of player. They don't have that second wing scorer um, that can give the Celtics trouble, right? Like JJ Redick, who are their wings, right? There's JJ Redick. Yep. There's Marco Bellinelli. Um, I guess they have Dario Saric, who's their, their, their stretch four, who could maybe be, um, you know, matchup issue. Yeah, I think, well, one of the problems is Covington was a total no-show in this one. Um, you know, he's averaged, like, around 12, 13 a game for them, uh, shooting decently from three. And he's he's know, been that way all season, though. I think he's been pretty inconsistent. Over six in this one. Right. So he's inconsistent for them. Um, you know, so they don't really have that, that third guy that... Um, Bellinelli? Ugh, I have to... Hey, if he if no, but if Bellinelli is the guy to beat the Celtics in this series, I mean, so be it. Yeah, he's you know I see him similar to JJ Redick. I mean, he's a jump shooter. Um, he was a minus twenty three in this one. Right, and I I don't believe he's a good defender. Um, so I you know I think this I think what this game one does for me at least is obviously gives me more confidence. Uh, for the Celtics going into the series to, um, you know, not only make it competitive, I think going into the series, a lot of people were riding that Philly bandwagon and were thinking this would be a relatively easy series for them. That that won't be the case anymore. Um, and again, the Celtics defense has is, is been the factor throughout these playoffs, throughout this whole season that will keep them in these games. Yeah. Even if they don't have the scoring. Yeah, um, the defense will be there, and I think that's. There's a lot of overreactions to this first game, and I think, you know, my takeaway from the whole thing is. Going into the game, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a series, like. I I could potentially could have seen Philly just like you know beating us in five or six, um, right. My reaction to this game isn't. Oh, we're gonna win now. My reaction is, oh, it's gonna be at least a series, and I, I think it'll probably go. Now, my my feeling is that it's gonna be similar to the Milwaukee series, where just the home team's gonna win every game. 
Which would favor the Celtics. Which would favor the Celtics. I still don't think the Celtics win this series. I still, I haven't gone. I haven't leaned that far. Right. Um. Because I think too much rides on this Jalen injury. You know, if he if he can't play game two, you know, then maybe Philly steals that and that swings the series. How uh, how bad is the Jalen injury? I don't is know. Is it a hamstring? It's a hamstring. Something? It's a strained hamstring. So like, I think there's no like it was not. He didn't tear it or pull it or whatever like it's, it's clean on the mri it's just sore and i think those tend to linger right so it, i guess the good thing for that injury is that the celtics don't play again until thursday yep little extra day there to to rest up yep and they got through game one without right so that wins huge obviously i think i like now my perspective is now just like oh i think it's a six or seven game series that we're gonna be in before i wasn't even sure if we had a series I, the the reaction of oh sweep no it's not that it's like Philly's gonna win win games for sure I think they'll probably win both in Philadelphia uh, I think this next game on Thursday is huge yeah my you know I was thinking about it earlier today and I, I think the Celtics if they want to win this series will have to win a game on the road um, mm-hmm. I don't think it will it will go the the Bucks way. Like the Buck series, the way that, that series went. Um, I just feel like Philly, you know, first game after like a six, almost a week, six-day yeah. layoff, almost a week off for them. They probably underestimated the Celtics a little bit. They're feeling confident. They're feeling cocky. Yep. Which we said last, which I said I hated last week. <laughs> the whole city yeah. is cocky. Yeah, I mean, they haven't lost in like a month. Right. Basically. They won that first-round series. They celebrated yep. with... You know, it looked like they won the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> where you heard the Celtics, I I just want to say, someone reported that the Celtics locker room after beating the Bucks in Game Seven was like quiet and kind of like a normal game. Yeah, meaning that they weren't, Damn right. you know, they weren't celebrating. Not done yet, <laughs> right? And I think the team truly believes that. Um, and I think the Sixers just went into this game; they underestimated the Celtics offensively and their 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 defense. Um, and I expect Philly to come back strong game two. Yeah, for sure. I, I and I could so, see them stealing sure. that one. Um, I think the reason I kind of feel like this could go the way of the Buck series, like home court holds, is, you know, I think the Celtics' greatest advantage in this series is that just like the Bucks, this whole Philly team is really young. You know, they had the, no one's been here before. No one's been in the playoffs on that team. I mean, not knowing Redick has, you know, I'm sure some of the role players have, but yeah, Embiid, they have some veterans. Simmons, these guys have never been here before. Mm-hmm. I think, I think their coach is good. So, you know, we don't have that same coaching dominance as, uh, against Prunty. <laughs> I don't but know. We still might. M- maybe. <laughs> I mean, president Stevens is pretty high up the list, but I think the key is going to be, you know, and I think the reason the home team might win all these games is, you know, that home court in the playoffs, that crowd combined with like, I think this, the Celtics team can get in their head. I think that's like smart and, uh, Morris and maybe even Horford, you know, Baines, they can rattle Embiid. They can rattle Simmons. I don't, you know, I, I, I almost, you know, you saw it a little at the end of this first game with Simmons kind of throwing elbows at Smart already. It's game one. He's already frustrated. Right. 
I, I and think, he has that attitude. Yeah, Simmons. I think you know they have never had to face like adversity like this. So I think you know if this can get if they can if Celtics can make this like a gritty physical series the way the Bucks one kind of went, I think that's huge and that could really shift it. You know if if you get Embiid in foul trouble in one of these games, you know that's that's it for them for that game. Yeah. Um. So I could see I could see a couple things like that playing out. And that's why I th- you know I think that's why the home court holds up because that's probably not happening in Philadelphia. But you mm-hmm. know Boston game six, and Bede gets three fouls in the first half. I don't know. I th- I see something like that in the cards. Hey, I if you're right, that's to me that's a good thing for the Celtics. Yeah, we hey. have home court advantage in this sure series. Sure do. So or, if it ends uh, up sorry, I said game six, game five would be home. Obviously, yeah. Right, right. So if it plays out that way, that I mean that's that's great. Um. It, my, I'd, I do think that, you know, I agree with everything that you just said about the inexperience with Philly. And I do believe that there's something to be said about the confidence level, uh, borderline cockiness that they've had. I mean, they've been on, they've what, went 21 and won the last 22 games before last night. Yeah. Um, you know, they haven't really faced adversity at all. Yeah. No, not only over that run, but I mean, um, this season, their whole careers. Yeah, aside, aside from injury adversity, that's all they're right. familiar with. <laughs> but um, I think that's a great point, and I expect this that you just made about kind of the Celtics getting under their skin a little bit. Um, and I, I imagine that's where this series will go. Yeah. And if it does, that to me that favors the Celtics for sure. Um, because you know the 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 twenty twenty five plus points from three different guys. That's not, icing on it's the not cake. happening in games, right? <laughs> right. You can't expect that every game in this series. Yeah. So the Celtics will have to win in other ways. Um, I th- hey. you know, and I think so. The Celtics are young too, right? But it's still like having Horford and who's playing out of his mind right now. He's got that. He's that anchor. You know, you can't the the team and Smart. You know, Smart's been in the playoffs what three years now? Yeah. So he's and he's been there. He's lost. I feel like the two of them keep them in check from like getting to like too high to fall themselves. And honestly, Kyrie is on the bench for these games. I think that's huge in the locker room at halftime pregame. I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, yeah, you can provide leadership for Terry for like you know confidence Tatum these guys. Yeah. Hey, you didn't win anything yet. Shut up. You beat the Sixers for one game. Woohoo! Big deal. And, you know, Brad's also great with that stuff. Yeah. You know, Brad's always – he never looks too far ahead. He never overreacts to one win, one loss. Um, And I think Brad's just kind of built that culture with this, with sure. this team, which, um, you know, definitely adds to, adds to the success. Um, Gordon Hayward was on the bench for game seven. Or did I, did I imagine that? Oh, I don't know. I could have sworn sure. I saw him. To be fair, I was out at a bar. I missed it. I didn't. Uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't catch that. I don't know if he was. We'll have to check up on that. Check the tape. Um, again, like I, I like said, that. I was out at a bar. It was a nice day on Saturday. <laughs> I, uh, watched so I, I watched it. Maybe I watched it. I didn't. I didn't see them. Things. I didn't see them call him out. But I. I could have sworn they flashed to his face. Definitely could have. Um, it's it's kind of funny how when guys are hurt, they like don't acknowledge it really you know like in football i feel like they pan up to the box all the time they're like oh this guy's in the box up here but it 
you know, like even in this game one, Kyrie was right at the end of the bench, and I, I, I don't recall them really ever talking about him. You just kind of like caught glimpses of him because they were closing, like showing a close up of someone else. It's kind of funny. You know why? You know why? What? The NFL. Well, this is my opinion. The NFL needs to fill like thirty seconds between every play. <laughs> that's no, true. seriously. No, that's true. It's a good point. So it's like they got to flash. They yeah. got to do all this stuff. It is. It's Where in the funny. NBA, it's just like go go. Yeah, go. they you just kind of really... ignore any like people that are not relevant. Yeah. At the exact moment. How do you feel about now? There's something going. This was going around Reddit. Oh. Um, and Twitter and stuff. Okay. Markel Fultz. DNP coach's decision. Oh, it's so funny. Jason I was Tatum. Thinking, oh, I, I 30, was thinking about this. Yeah, like thirty whatever minutes. Thirty. Oh, we might have had forty minutes this game. You know, twenty-eight points, career high. <laughs> I think it's it's so funny to think how completely unpredictable this was, not just on draft day, but even before that. Right, like all last season when we were podcasting, we. You know, we talked about what we were going to do with the top pick, what we were going to do with it, who, who, how Fultz is going to be, how how good he was going to be on the Celtics. Yeah, the conversation was Fultz yeah, we and were, Isaiah. Yeah, exactly. What and we're going to do with that's them. That's like the most irrelevant conversation now. Yeah, we don't have either of them, and we're way better. Yeah. <laughs> and then we trade. So we trade down, take Tatum, and then we were like, "Fuck." Okay, I I believe in Dan- I believe in Danny. Like this is probably you know he sees something here. But God damn it, we're going to have to talk every week all season about, oh, Fultz did this, but Tatum's doing this. Fultz did this, Tatum did this. Nope, that didn't happen. Fultz didn't play this whole season. He looks terrible. And Tatum's a monster. <laughs> He's awesome. Right. And, like, that whole storyline is just not a thing. You know, it's not even – I mean, may, I mean, it'll, sur- it'll resurface down the road, I'm sure, if, you know, if Fultz can put together a career. Mm-hmm. But – <laughs> I was, like we were so bummed out that like this whole season would be like just comparing the two. I mean, imagine you, if yeah, he can was you imagine playing. what this playoff series would be if he if he was playing. It would be it would, any it would actually be amazing if you if you played because it would be like Jalen versus Simmons and Tatum versus Fultz. And this game was really instead the Twitter conversation is Tatum versus Simmons. <laughs> it's like ooh yeah, who shoes the real rookie of the year? Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you uh, the crowd chanting, you're not a rookie. Yeah. And then for Tatum chanting, you are a rookie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Classic TD Garden. Awesome. There's, yeah. Oh, there's so much great stuff about this one game. I, it's going to be a good series. It's, it's, gonna it's be... only down from here, honestly. The Bledsoe thing, like, <laughs> this whole game was perfect. <laughs> oh, the Drew Bledsoe stuff cracks me up. So funny. Game seven, they put him up on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Like, to well, pump up the crowd in the fourth quarter. Uh <laughs> Ter- I just uh, love how Drew Butzel has become a part of this. Team I know, and he tweeted at him too. He's he was tweeting all sorts of stuff at Terry Rozier, like pregame. Then uh, he saw him walking with a jersey, tweeted him again, and then postgame he tweeted him again. I love it. And do you think the post wait, the postgame interview with with Terry? The, the question was like like what was the mindset coming into the stadium with the with the Bledsoe jersey on? And Terry said something like, "Well, I've never met Drew, but." You know, I think he knows who I am, and I know who he is. <laughs> it's like so perfect. Yeah, and then they asked him about they asked him about what he thought of the jumbotron. <laughs> like Drew Bledsoe coming on the jumbotron, he's just like, "Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it a lot, or something." Oh, God, I I, I have a question, serious question for you. Do you think Terry intentionally called him Drew Bledsoe? 
in the in the very after very after game one. In the yeah, playoffs, yeah, I think you so. think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because what? Who, who does he know who Drew Bledsoe is? Like he's I, been in Boston for I three years. That's that's a long time ago. <laughs> it's just like even if I hope he did it intentionally because that just makes it. I think he did so it much purpose, funnier. Yeah. <laughs> it, he says it so casually. Drew Bledsoe. You know those guys, Drew Bledsoe. Man, they're good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's awesome. Um. All right, let's talk about Al. I want to talk about Al. Okay, I sure. feel like he deserves it. Um, oop. the thing about Al is that, and I'm getting excited over here. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he did this in Game Seven too, Matt. Al's Al's been amazing. He's scoring. He's scoring. Playoff Al. When we talked, when we forget talk- playoff Rondo. Playoff Al is real. Yeah. He um, what's he averaging for? He, do you have those averages for the postseason? Nope. All right, but it's definitely <laughs> well. That's fine, but it's definitely more than what he was averaging this regular season. I would I would guess. Yeah, I mean, the past two games he's had twenty six. Uh, he hasn't been below. He's scored double digits every game, so I feel like that's good sign. Know, I mean, this season he averaged thirteen, so I think he's only been below thirteen once this postseason. I mean, it. It we he, the thing with Al is that he's doing everything that we hoped he would he would do this postseason. He's leading. He's rebounding. He's defending the best player on on each team, but he's also scoring. Yeah, and he's shooting. I don't know what his shooting percentage is for um, for the postseason. I'm sure it's high. It's super efficient. Um, and he's just been awesome, man. And it's you know that's. The scoring that he's providing is definitely a plus that I did not fully expect the Celtics to have this postseason. Um, if you just think about everything that he's doing, I mean, he's guarding Giannis, he's yeah, guarding he's Ben all Simmons. Over the place. It's it's just like the beginning of the season when we when we went on that eighteen win streak and we were like, "Who's this? Who's this guy?" <laughs> you know, he's taken to the next level, and it it's awesome. Yeah, let's just get into it. I think I think Al's got to be my winner for the week. Right. Um, it's fair enough. I mean, game seven performance was awesome, and this game one was also awesome. And I just, it just makes me so happy to make Al. <laughs> I think he was consecutive, consecutive winner of the week for me. I mean, it makes sense. He's arguably our. I mean, maybe not even arguably. They're probably the MVP of the playoffs for the Celtics, right? Yeah, I would say him. Jalen's probably a close, a close second. Terry's up there. For Terry's sure. up there. Terry's but, been good at home. But at road. home, yeah. Um, not that anybody's really been that great on the road. That's um, true. That's we haven't something... won a game on the road yet. No. So. But that's something I'm actually excited to to see this weekend is yeah. the Celtics in Philly. I don't know if I'm excited for it. <laughs> it's been well, ugly. It's been really ugly at times. Yeah. I guess I, I might not be excited after the weekend. <laughs> but it has the potential. They have the potential to show, sh- show us something this weekend. Yeah. Philly's crowd, I, I think, will be louder. And better than the Bucks, and the Bucks had a really good crowd, and it's going to be a test. And we're playing a better team. I mean, it's just that's another step in the growth of this team that I'm excited to hopefully, hopefully, be excited to see uh, in this series. Who would you say your your winner is? I have two winners. I can't choose. It's impossible. Wow, that's it's not fair. Is that a first thing this ever. Is, this is unprecedented. Three winners. Oh, actually, yeah, go ahead. There's, who, who there's no. It's impossible to choose between Terry and Tatum. For these past two games, I mean, I can't not give it to Terry. 
he he's set social media and like national media on fire with this whole Bledsoe thing and I mean he had 26 in game 7 and 29 in game 1. He's game 7 he was 5 of 8 from 3 and game 1 he's 7 and 9 from 3. He took 17 shots and missed 5. <laughs> Is that <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um I don't know. He's been absolutely lights out. He has turned the ball over so, like almost never. I saw he's no no fourth quarter turnovers. Yeah, he's compl- he's taken the crown from IT as Mr. Fourth Quarter. I mean, he only had two all last game. So he only had two in game one. He had two in game seven. I don't think he's had... It's been like two and one every single game in the playoffs. It, it's been amazing. Um, I don't know. Terry's amazing. It's if he can actually play well on the road as well. That'd be that's the next step I want to see from him PJ, this we, postseason. We were talking uh, off air about I know we we have all the time in the world to talk about next year, but if Terry Rozier is our seventh man. This team is going to bulldoze next year. <laughs> I mean that's a whole other conversation. If you can just imagine this team with our he- full healthy roster, if our seventh player is Terry Rozier. Oh my God! Take your pants off! <laughs> like, let's, let's here we go. We're we're talking we're talking about some serious stuff. Yeah, um, that'll be that'll be a great conversation to have this this off season. Yeah, whenever that is, might not be for whenever a while. That, whenever that is, might be in June. Who knows? Maybe we get out of the spring. <laughs> um, uh, and then my co my co winner, I can't possibly take it away from from Jason Tatum. Yeah, he, big game seven. This this past game, yeah. So I mean, he played great in Game Seven, but this past game, I was so so impressed with his aggressiveness. Um, Jalen's out; he knows he has to step up, and he does. He completely answers the call. Uh, Twenty-eight points, eight of sixteen. He's not afraid of the moment at all. He got to the free throw line twelve times. Um. I I don't know. That's pro- that's got to be the most he's been there all season. It's yeah, twelve it's free be. throws. And he he just you know he, he did it all. He's got he's driving on the hoop. He's taking threes. Granted, he didn't shoot the three very well in this one, but he's taking mid mid range shots. He's he's all over the place. Dribble moves. You know, blowing yeah, by. He can do everything. Taking advantage of bad matchups. Blowing by Redick. He was you know, it was just great to see like what he could look like when you know there's. 16 shots for him because you know it, yeah it's, it's gonna be few few and far between that that's actually available in the next few years probably but oh god he's so good <laughs> yeah he had a big game big game seven plus 24 led the team in the plus minus um and i think he takes this matchup with ben simmons kind of personally yeah you oh, know yeah. He, he he got asked post game about Ben Simmons, I think, I think it was, do you think he's a rookie or something like that? And he said, you know, he said no comment, but it was, um, it was clear that he, you know, thought that he shouldn't be yeah, rookie of the no year. Yeah, no comment is a comment in itself. Right. So I think he takes this, takes this personally. Um, and man, 28 point game, 28 points in a, in a semifinal playoff game. Right. Um, that's big for a 20 year old. And, by the way, Matt, we were talking about earlier how we can't expect this type of scoring from Al, Terry, and Jason. 
two in a row. Two games in a <laughs> row. They had 76, sorry, 72. The new big three. <laughs> um, 72 points in game seven against the Bucks, followed yeah. up by 83. Game one, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're onto something there. Hey, I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> it's exciting. It's it's awesome to watch. Uh I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know if I want, I'm on the fence if I want Jalen to play in game two. I'm like worried about him hurting, like, like re-injuring it. I almost feel like just let him not play and see what we can do at home with these guys and then save him for, save him for on the road. I don't know. It, Yeah, it'll be inter- interesting to see because knowing the Celtics, they'll want to rest him. Yeah. They want to be. They'll be cautious. Maybe we can get uh, Hayward. knowing Jalen though. He'll want to play. Maybe we can get Hayward back in, instead. <laughs> you're still you're no. still on that, man. Not really. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, hey, if he's watching Game Seven, maybe yeah, he's, maybe he's getting close. Warming up. Do we uh, do we skip over the losers? I feel like we. It's just wrong as Celtics fans to pick a yeah, loser. Yeah, there's no loser. I mean, maybe we say like Monroe or that's no, fine. Monroe <laughs> might be a loser for these playoffs. So far, because considering he hasn't really played, um, one guy I kind of expected more out of is Morris, who I feel like is yeah lur- his big game is kind of lurking for this team. Hopefully, yeah, I feel like you know, and he's a guy I feel like could potentially be not phased by a road game either. We haven't seen it yet, right? That that's when I think we'll need it, right? Um, yeah, but, he hasn't had a of anyone that's like been a consistent scorer for us. I mean, he hasn't been bad he just hasn't been very consistent and he's he hasn't been very efficient either well yeah he hasn't been the guy we were seeing towards the end of the regular season yeah who was putting up 20 30 point games yeah which is fine i mean we don't um necessarily need it from him if other guys are stepping up yeah he's he averaged 13 and a half on the year he's probably like just looking at the box scores he's probably right around there maybe like a little under he's getting about 10 a game he had 18 game he had he had twenty one in game one against Milwaukee and eighteen against in game two, and since then he hasn't really had a big game. Right. So we'll see. I think I think he'll have his moment in yeah. this series for sure. But yeah, I, th- I we should probably skip over losers. Doesn't feel right. Yeah. With a game seven win and a big game one win. Is there anything else in this series uh, that you're looking for that you want to touch on? Game one, maybe something you're looking for for game two. I agree. I think the Jalen injury will be interesting. Yeah, I think Jalen playing or not playing is huge. And then if he, you know, if he does play, what level is he at? Can we get through without re-injuring it or like it flaring up or whatever? Because I think those hamstrings tend to like linger a bit. Yeah, it's kind of like a. I you know, feel like, like I've s- never heard anything good associated with a hamstring. Yeah, injury. Um, so that I think it's going to be really important to try and you know stay physical, get in their head, be grindy like the Celtics do. I don't expect 117 points again. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'm looking to see what the Sixers do, how they respond. Yeah. Two days off is, is I think, you know, it's, it's going to be really beneficial for both teams. I think, you know, two days off for the Sixers to make a hell of a lot of adjustments. And then obviously for Celtics just trying to get Jalen healthy. Yeah. I, I, Thursday, Thursday in my mind is going to be a tough game. It's going to be, uh, I think, a lot closer. Philly will give us 
um, a much much better effort, much better performance than they did yesterday. And we'll see how the Celtics can respond. Um, yeah, Phillies. So Philly was favored by five for the first game. Right now they're favored by three, which I think is probably fair. Eh. Eh. Celtics eh. at home. I don't know. Eh. Is there anything around the league that you want to touch on, Matt? We got Raptors, Cavs starting up tonight. I'm very interested in that series. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm. I'm. That's the word I'm going with. Fascinated by this series. Uh, I think Toronto's a better team. I never expected the Pacers to beat the Cavs. I just really, really enjoyed and reveled in the fact that the fucking Pacers took the Cavs to Game Seven. Uh, and now you know. Now it's like I feel like second round on is when it's really like okay, this is the playoffs now for the NBA. You know. They're facing the one seed. It's going to be fascinating to see what LeBron can do. And if if it's even, can he drag them through? Is this even going to be a series? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's it's just, it could go anyway. It really could. I think LeBron will, he'll do his thing for sure. He'll score his 30, 40 points a game. That team's terrible though. But exactly. Who else on the Cavs can step up and give them something? Um, Kevin Love's not even really contributing. Yeah, he's supposed to be their number two guy. I think he's hurt. Yeah, he's got he's some been, hand thing going on. Ever since he hurt his hand, he has been terrible. Right. So if you don't even have him, I mean, who are you relying on? Kyle Korver? Yikes. Yeah. Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, and... Uh, Christian Thompson? Man. Yeah, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't I'm rooting good. for the Raptors. Um, I like their team. I, oh, you're you're rooting for the Raptors? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of an obvious choice, but <laughs> I like their team. I hate the Cavs, obviously. And I just feel like they're more fun to watch, and I feel like they deserve to be there. You know? Yeah. They've, yeah. No. They've, for sure. They've played better I mean, this season. That's that is the thing with the Raptors is like if they're not going to beat the Cavs now, what what are you doing? You know, like this is their this moment. This is their chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, though I will say, if the Celtics make it past the Sixers, I would. Love to play the Cavs. <laughs> it would be so fun. It would be fun. It almost we might even have a better chance. Yeah, I know. I think I think you do. I think you, if you just, I mean, that team is garbage. <laughs> um, so that that's the one thing about it. But I also would love to see LeBron get knocked out in the second round. So I don't know. I think it's a win-win. Yeah, there's a lot of positive <laughs> situations that could come out of it. Um, all right. So before we sign off, Matt, what's the Celtics? schedule coming up we know that we'll have at least a game five um well well no that's the celtic sweep um true but it's a game thursday <laughs> so we got thursday home 8 30 at home saturday five saturday at five weird time great time for cinco de derby cinco de derby um, and a little celtics playoff action what a day it's gonna be a hell of a day it's a hell of a tv drinking day um <laughs> monday i think is game four right Monday is game four. Early start? Six o'clock. Hate that. Love that. <laughs> Love that time. Okay. Huh? I guess. I'll have to leave work a little bit early. And then the the times for game five and on have not been announced yet. But it would be right. Wednesday the 9th, Friday the 11th, Sunday. and Sunday the, 11th, uh, Sunday the 13th. All right. We'll see. I think we'll be playing into those later later games in the series. Sneaky great thing right now is the Celtics Bruins schedule is completely flipped, so it's like a game every other day. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Except for tonight. Except for tonight when Nobody's no, one, playing. no one's playing. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, that was another episode of the Celtics Over Easy podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening this, listening this week, and we'll be back next week.